Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold on. Make it sure. Yes, we are. We are rolling. <laughs> Isn't that going to conflict with the uh, the music that's actually going to be there? <laughs> yeah, I'm continuing it. It's coming in still. There you go. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to episode 348. 38 or 39? 38? Issue 39. 39? Wow. We're almost there. so bad with numbers. Yeah, I know. So we know. Bad. Oh, what year is this? I don't know. All right. You realize we have much more than 39 episodes or issues. We have we yeah. have all the half issues, and we have all the movie issues, and we're... Those are the point ones. That's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> all true. <laughs> yeah. We've had over uh, 50,000 downloads, I'd like to point out. Really? Yes, sir. That's, really? <laughs> that's, all these people, that's all these people listening right now? I think we crossed the threshold of 50,000 in... Uh, January at the beginning of January. Ooh. So that is crazy. Now, is, it, is it possible that it's just the one person listening over and over again? Yeah, I, I think you know Haas is just. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna listen to it again. Oh yeah. Is that other guy with the curly hair from New York? Yes, yes. He listens a lot. And Patrick's going. Who wants yeah, to know Patrick's the definition going. of a? We gotta have now. Patrick on our show. Sure, he will. We're going to have him on the next show. That's a promise. You listening, Patrick? We're having you on the next show. Is that true? Or? Oh, shit. We want him yeah. on there. I'm all for yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, he wrote to me and because uh, I, I solicited uh, questions. And he wrote and said, what is a cheese log and how does one eat it? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, uh, we're going to – we're going to – we're we're actually prepared tonight, so we're going to read some letters and take phone calls. So uh, this is – so – he wrote in and wants to know exactly what a cheese log is and how does one eat it. And you know what? Honestly, even though we've talked about it and put it in stories, I'm not from the Midwest. Yeah, it's a so Midwest. I'd like to know exactly what one is as well. It's uh, well, it looks like a piece of sausage. <laughs> Sound like you mean it? But it's but it's cheese. Sausage. <laughs> looks like a piece of sausage. But it's cheese. Yeah, it's it's shaped the same way. It's shaped like um like a jelly roll, <laughs> if you will. It's like when you yeah. take um when What's you take a jelly roll. <laughs> you know, like when you take play doh or clay and you roll it on a table and, and take it in your hands and go whoosh, 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 smack it together and roll it, mm-hmm. and then you square out the ends. That's it. That's yeah, like it's like a rolling pin without handles. It's like a big. Yeah. 
It's like a, it's shaped like a tube, but it's not hollow. And it's usually the the crust is usually like nuts. It's either cho- it's either chopped nuts or uh, like half like nut like you know I've seen them where it's like half uh, pecans or half walnuts or half uh, mostly like stuff like that or peanuts or whatever. And uh, the inside is either a white cheese or a cheddar cheese, and it's a spread. And I sound like Jack Benny. It's a spread, Don. Nice spread. And you get your cracker, you see. Dish. And you cut off a little bit, and you you spread it from the cheese log. Now, Johnny, I got to go with the fans here. That's that's well over 60. You're talking like 80 years ago. Dude, he's been dead for like 40 years. (laughs) That's what I mean. You're going like 80 years ago. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So, yeah. But it was just just very easy to go nonchalant and go, it's a a spread, you see. (laughs) That's all right. We were talking about Bing Crosby and uh, and uh, David Bowie, and that's like forty years ago. How you doing? Why don't you come in the house? I bet it's cold out there. You're living in England and all. <laughs> no, that wasn't forty years ago. That was in the eighty. Oh my God, it is forty years ago. No, it was in the seventies, man. He died like before nineteen eighty. I'm no. serious. Totally. No. Totally. He still had orange groves and he was pushing things. Hey, here's a commercial that I made in 1975. They're going to leave it in the time capsule and put it out when I'm dead. <laughs> you got to do the, the two. You got to do the high voice and then you got to go into the low voice. Hold on a second, he's Junior. Inhaling that time. Exactly. It's or like, exhaling. Hey, wait a minute, Junior. Let's go find Dorothy Lamour and get her out of this jail. Okay, Uncle Teach. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> You're hoping, you know, Speaking of vintage. I just went upstairs to uh, prepare for our oh, yeah, podcast episode, issue 39. By, by tech savoring and, and watering yourself? Well, I got some coffee. Okay. But as I went in the kitchen, my wife, is she has all of these um, ha, um, decorations, like uh, Valentine's decorations, the paper kind, like the Hallmark ones you hang on the window and stuff. Sure. And she buys all the vintage ones. So I'm, I'm looking, and they're all flipped over because she's putting the tape on the backs. And they all have other people's names on them. <laughs> Look at it, like like Charlemagne, and I see one Franny, and then one was Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Go, oh, that's there. Just just happened right now. I said, "Who's Charlemagne and Nancy?" She goes, "I oh, don't worry about them. They're all dead." <laughs> what? What? <laughs> because <laughs> these things, they got dates on them from 1959 and 19, you know. 1962 and stuff. That's what she said, though. So, like, the reprints of other people's Valentines from the 50s and 60s? No, they're they're the real ones, but she she buys the vintage ones when she sees them. Oh, crazy. She, she buys them, so they're real old. Wow. But she's still hanging them in our house and stuff. Funny. But she's using them like the, the way they used them in 1959, but people would say, that belongs in a museum. But she's like, nah, these are our decorations. She's Belloc. She's the Belloc of Valentine's Day. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> what made me laugh is when she said, nah, they're, it's all right, they're all dead now. They're all dead. She's dead. But their love remains. Who's Charlemagne? Oh, she's dead. <laughs> like, what the? I guess you're right. Well, I guess you're right. Well, you know, I'm going to make a, a, an, an awkward segue uh, using that right there. Because uh, we got a letter. Um, oh yeah, see more someone. death jokes. I'm sorry. And I'm gonna. That's sorry. We're, we're gonna read this letter and uh, and then respond to it. And it says, "Hey guys, love the Oh Yeah podcast, Tiny Titans and Word Balloon." Oh, thank you. However, 
To quote the Bendis tapes, however, <laughs> I don't understand how it's not okay for kids to hear swearing on the podcast, but it is okay for kids to hear the true death stories. When I was a kid, I heard a swear word. When I heard a swear word, I might repeat it and get into trouble and feel kind of bad. When I heard a true death story, I would be really, really, really disturbed. Just hearing about the existence of Faces of Death or the Challenger tapes kept me up at night. I don't think the Darwin Awards are as disturbing as those examples, but they're certainly more explicit than the F-word. I'm not angry or anything, just baffled by the social double standard. Violence is more acceptable than a word. However, that car bullet story was pretty funny. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad that the first time I contact you is to chastise you, so I want to reiterate how awesome you guys are. Art and Franco, your sense of comedy, both verbal and visual, makes me laugh hard. And anything by Art and or Franco is on my local comic shop pull list. However, John, years ago. No, no there's no. Oh, each got John. Yeah. yeah, John, years ago, I would never have dreamed of something as cool as Word Balloon. You have a great ability to get insight, insightful comments out of guests, and I love how you get them to talk about different media. And you're funny, too. Oh, good man. Thanks for the awesomeness. I would just ask that you lay off making fun of death of someone's kid, brother, mother, love of their life, etc. John from Brooklyn. Wow. Well, that's yeah. nice. He he tempered it with things that he likes as well. So we appreciate that, John. Thank you. We do appreciate that. However, however, what what I was going to say is, um, you know, when when I first read this, it reminded me immediately of when my grandfather had passed, and uh, it was myself and all my many cousins, and we were um, at the funeral. And I remember we were telling stories about my grandfather and we were laughing in the back of the funeral home. <laughs> you know, my grandfather's in the front of the room and, and we were just laughing at these stories about him. And, and all I can, all I can think of when I read this letter was that, you know, laughter and, and life and, and it is part of life and death is part of life. And, and uh, it's all just part of it. And, and if you can't laugh, and remember the good things, um, you know, there, there's, it, it's hard to get by for me, you know, so that's why laughter is always a part of everything for me. Well, he's also, uh, we also read that it was called the Darwin Awards, which is a celebration of stupid people who didn't evolve. So the, story, <laughs> so the stories are meant to be funny. They're yeah. meant to start out being funny, even yes. though people die. Right. And it's kind of like, it, it's like, when you don't have anything personally connected to the person who died, it's a little bit like a newscaster saying, well, six people blew up in a, in a house fire. And uh, anyway, how's, how's the weather out there, Ali? You it's know? going it's yeah. rain. <laughs> he said on a lighter note, Sox won two, two games straight. It's a world record, you know? Right. So newscaster don't if, – if people celebrated the sadness of death every time they heard it, People be crying every day, all day. It's true. Especially newscasters yeah. so sad. Yeah, and I and so. and building on what you both said, I would say that, like Artie said, the Darwin Awards are really ridiculous stories. Granted, about death, but honestly, I it is so peculiar and so out of the ordinary. All of those stories that I don't think it would upset. And, and this is just my feeling. It wouldn't upset somebody. It's so extreme. It's something that a, a, a normal, common sense person would never do, yeah. and and that's why they're funny. So we're so, But you know something? 
everyone is an individual, so John, if we offended you, we apologize. Yeah, we, we mean it. Did. Yeah, we apologize that we absolutely. And to your credit, you you did point out a lot of things you do like about the show, and so you know nobody bats a thousand. So sorry. If- one other one other thing I want to just just add on to the end of that because we've suddenly become the serious podcast. <laughs> um, it's oh, oh, okay. I would like to apologize for housing humans in a pen and forcing them to drink from a water trough and uh, not observe our ape god. But you know what? You're a good human. Is a dead human. Is a dead human who dies in a fashion worthy of a Darwin Award. Good, good. You know, you guys have brought it back to the funny for me. Good. Right. I was, I was. A- I was worried there for a couple of minutes. But what I was going to say is, uh, he also says that, you know, how, how is this, you know, appropriate for kids? I, I want to go on record that we, I've never said, and we've never said that this podcast is for kids. We said it's okay for them to listen. It's an all ages. But it's an, it's an all ages thing where we don't overtly go through anything or say anything bad. But I, I really don't think this podcast is for kids. It's more for, you know, an adult, and if that kid happens to be listening to it, it's it's yeah, it's, it's kinda okay. Like, it's kind of like putting on a radio station, or like if you listen to uh, maybe a Howard Stern or something when he was on regular radio. They don't have swearing that. Well, maybe not him because he goes a little crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say. But, <laughs> yeah, Howard's not a good. No, I would see the Darwin Awards. Morning guys, you know. Yeah, well, they, the, radio yeah, stations they, they, have what they call safe harbor times, where they they don't allow like stories about sex or, you know, things like that. And I can guarantee you that the Darwin Awards, I've heard many a Darwin Awards discussion on what they call Safe Harbor Radio. Again, every individual is allowed to be offended or whatever. So, you know, okay. We we accept what you said, John, but I, I, we would respectfully say that we didn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah. Yes. True. Moving on. Moving on. All right. <laughs> Next caller, please. But I'm I'm real curious to read the more, the other names, see what other names my wife has on those decorations. <laughs> That's pretty funny. My beloved Benedict. <laughs> it's funny stuff. Baskerville Cumberbund. What's his name? Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, this. <laughs> I believe we're going to have tea and scones with Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh. Hello. Yes, hello, Benedict. Oh, <laughs> we should join Nicholas Nickleby and Mr. Fizzy Whizzle in their parlor for a lovely game of squash. It <laughs> sounds like a game of Clue, not squash. Could be. Exactly. Mr. Cumberbatch <laughs> did it in the study with the crescent wrench. Ooh. We did find out a good way to eat s'mores. Oh, yeah? Like- you know, I just I don't know why squash reminded me of s'mores. I think squash, and I linked it to Sasquatch, then I linked it to the woods, then I linked it to campfire, then I linked it to s'mores. That's how, that's how my brain worked right now. So, but uh, if you don't have any Hershey's or chocolate, Hershey's.com, if you have any Hershey's to uh, put through there, you know, and squeeze it through yeah. marshmallow, so you could use um, you could use Reese cups. We've been sure. using Reese cups based on Katie Cook's recommendation. So uh, we, uh, that's yeah. good. That's peanut what bu- she gave to the Bot Baltazar household. Yeah, peanut butter it works well with the chocolate marshmallow matrix. I would agree. Yeah, yeah it's good stuff. I like it. Wow, the the cooking uh, portion of our show. There you go. That was good. That was a good recipe. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry you could, I yoked the dynamic. Oh no, if you oh, no, if you're out of chocolate kerfuffle, you can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Of course, I like it. 
That's but, true. That's a true story. That's a true story right there. Don't get much better than that. Ah. Nick, Nick Slunner. Yeah, we got hey. more letters. This is hey, awesome. guys. This is Dan Connor. Hey, Dan Connor. How are you? I like Dan Connor. Shout I do that Dan Connor. Connor. Oh, oh hey. yeah. Sorry. Hey, didn't mean to jump on the, on the show. Sorry. Hey. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I do that comic, Heaven Forbid, and buy stuff from you at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, okay. I know this guy. I remember him. I recently started listening to your podcast, new ones, and then I'm going through from the beginning, too, and I most definitely like it very much, sirs. Oh, Thank you. Well, thanks. I enjoy the banter about various topics, talks about your comics, interviews with others, and assorted anecdotes. A couple of questions for the podcast. Oh. One, in an early blog, Franco... We do blogs? Okay. Uh, Franco mentioned he is a teacher. I am also a teacher and a comic maker. Anything you want to share about vocationally teaching and making comics? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> 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 Starts to sharpen the pencil? He asked. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you're a teacher. That's great. Um, what do you teach teacher of? Um, I don't know. But uh, it's, uh, it's a mixed bag. And you know, to be a teacher... Yeah, to be a teacher, I think you have to really like it. Um, I, I, I gotta go out and, and tell you that I, I do love teaching. I love being in the classroom with the kids, uh, older kids. I can't do younger kids. They, they're too many, too many boogers and crying and hugging and, and that's not my thing. Um, yeah. but I like high school kids because you can get a finished product. Um, that's what I teach is I teach high school. Uh, I love being in the class with the kids. I do not like meetings and, uh, paperwork. <laughs> And uh, all that other stuff, um, you know, that I can do without. I, I tolerate that to be to be in the classroom. Um, but uh, I, I love doing it, and, and I love my other life as a comic creator as well. And uh, uh, I'm lucky in my life to be able to do both, uh, and I love doing both, uh, and I get paid for doing both. So uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty lucky. You sleep four hours a night, so you can do both. I do. I do sleep four hours a night. Because I know you go to bed after we talk, and then you're waking up, and I'm still working, and, and we talk, we continue. Right. But, like, right now, yeah, right now, local time here in New York is 10 o'clock, and we'll be talking for the next hour or so, and then we'll probably go off the air and talk for another hour or so after that. <laughs> then Frank will go to bed, and then Artie and I will talk till about 2 in the morning, our local time. Yeah. Right. And then Which I'll is free my local time, and right. then I get up at that time. Right, and I, I, I go to Art again in the morning. <laughs> exactly, I go to bed. Art like is by himself for no more than sixty minutes, and then Franco's waking up for school, and Artie's still up. Yeah, and sometimes we do That's talk. True, actually. <laughs> yeah, a few times we we uh, exchange uh, exchange a few words here and there. Sure, and uh, talk for about ten minutes, and then you got to go to school. Yes, but it's yes. all a true story. Yes. All right, so that's number one. Number two, I saw an amazing piece of artwork mashing up Tiny Titans and Chris Russo's mini Marvel X-Men oh, yeah. on Art's website. Do you sell prints of that? It's such an awesome piece. Um, no, we don't sell prints because that that piece was made for uh, a charity. Uh, Hero Initiative, right, guys? Yeah. Or, or was it Hero the legal? Or CBDL. Or I was going to say, or the Legal Defense Fund. I forget which. Yeah. It might have been Legal Defense Fund. Okay. And, um, we made it because we thought it'd be fun, and we wanted to get a lot of money for it. I I forget what the piece sold for. I'm thinking it was something tells me in my head it was like four hundred dollars. I'm not sure exactly, um, but we made that, and we um, 
the fund wanted to make prints, but they have to get permission from both companies. DC. Yeah, DC and yeah. And me and Chris can't do that because, well, we can't. Those aren't our guys. Right. So um, if there's a print going to be made, it will be a, a cross-company promotion contract thing that probably will never happen. <laughs> so, so you could you could download and click. I think I got a high-res file on my site. <laughs> there you go. Save and print it out and try to maybe get a 3 by 5 frame. There you go. It'll fit in there. So I kind of tried to make it high res so people could could swipe it from my site, or Chris has one too. But um, that'll be the way to get that. Or just leave my site on your screen on your computer, and you could always look at it all day long. And that was the that was the homage to the Teen Titans X Men, yeah, big big Treasury Edition size uh, Walter Simonson crossover. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. X Men meets Teen Titans. Yeah, and once he saw, uh, uh, once we saw that Dark Side was on there. We're like, all right, let's do this because I want to draw a giant dark side head. <laughs> Has Walter ever seen that? Oh, I don't know. Okay, it'd be cool. Yeah, we got we got to show that to him in in New York or Baltimore or whatever when we see him. Yeah, yeah. we had the uh, we had the, the we carried the art piece around for a few shows before it went to auction. Sure. And we tried to get photos with it, you know. But I don't know whatever. I don't know who won it. I don't know who has it. I don't know where it is. But um, it was fun to make because we did it. We did it. Uh, I don't. I don't like saying old school or back in the day. So I'm gonna do it. Say we we did it retro style. We did it nostalgic style where we put the artwork in in the mail and taped the two pages together, and <laughs> it was pretty cool. And I could see the his. We saw each other's drawings and inks on there, so that was pretty cool. And um, I got scans of some of the. The pencils and stuff. I should put those online too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you see all the smudges, like, um, like I think Chris draws with pencil, like uh, lead, and I draw with blue pencil. I always draw with colored pencil, so I didn't have to erase, or I just more comfortable. And um, so it was cool to see he drew all everything first and left me spaces, and then I filled it in. But it was cool. Oh yeah. yeah man. So just for the record, uh, we're telling you to go online and swipe it, uh, keep it. <laughs> but uh, if you feel guilty about swiping it, um, feel free to go out and buy our books or Chris G. Russo's books to, to yeah, make up that'd be, for it. Yeah, so, that'd be good. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know people have swiped it because I saw it on other websites, and I never I never emailed that to anybody. So me and Chris have, and I have a, I have a high-res to, uh, file to make a poster from, but I'm not putting that out there. It's just too big. Sure. Yeah. But I have something on there that's pretty good. But. Like it. So eventually I'll make a poster to hang in my house. But nice. Oh yeah, poster. All right. Uh, number three. <laughs> you talk about the Superman movies now and then. What are your thoughts on the 1984 Supergirl film? Or if you've already touched on that, what episode is it? That one sure is a doozy. Uh, I'm going to start this off by saying you're probably going to need a hammer yeah. uh, <laughs> while you watch it. <laughs> yeah. And a you're lot of... Uh, a, you're going to want a choice. You're going to even need a choice of hammer because uh, one will ball, do the job. A ball-peen hammer? <laughs> yeah. A this, mallet? This, this requires for you to have a choice. If you're going to go out in a good way with a hammer, you got to pick the one that suits you best because... Um, that that would be the way to go. <laughs> you gonna and make sure you watch it with no shoes or socks on. 
if you fire up the hammer, you're gonna pick. You're gonna know which toe goes first. It's too bad because Helen Slater really was pretty, and she really, just from a aesthetic standpoint, and I mean uh, emphasis on the first syllable of aesthetic, she really was an excellent Supergirl. That's right. <laughs> she, is, she still, is she still flying, Chummy? <laughs> um, you know, she was Lara on Smallville, and, ah. and I'm willing to say that uh, I think she's still making nonstop cross country flights. Yeah, she's. You can still get tickets to that airline. I believe so. I saw. Um, I saw her a few years ago, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and I was at a show, and Jimmy the Muscle couldn't make it, and so his only request was that I get an autograph from Supergirl, from Helen Slater. So I stood in line. There was only a few people, and when I got to the, when I got to the front, she asked if I personalized it. <laughs> I said, "Yes, can you say?" Hello to the muscle hunter. <laughs> and she and she didn't look at me after that. She just wrote it and handed it back to me. <laughs> her head down. Oh boy. She she just got got me out of there so fast. She's very close. Her face was very red. Yeah, I was like, okay. She's like security. security. Yeah. I was the creepy guy. But I thought that was funny. Can you make it to the muscle? Make it out to the muscle, please? Yeah, all right. Um, She's like, sure, as long as you don't show it to me. Exactly. That's true. That's all a true story, right? Quite the aesthetic. What are you? What are your thoughts there, Johnny? I, well, like I said, I thought she was a beautiful girl. Um, but uh, when you got Faye Dunaway and uh, Peter O'Toole when they're sixty-five years old, and I'm a guy who likes when the actors are sixty-five years old. Not in a Supergirl movie, sir. It's Supergirl's tough to begin with. I mean, it's there have been great runs of Supergirl in the comics, and there's been not great runs of Supergirl in the comics. So I think a movie is doubly hard to do right. And I saw the movie when I was a kid, and I never saw it again. Yeah. So I remember it being so awful, so bad. <laughs> and I was so disappointed that after coming off of Superman 3, and then you go into Super, Supergirl... And right away, I'm like, oh, the villains are old people again. When are they going <laughs> to learn? Put a villain in there, not another old person. That's exactly what I thought. And you're waiting for Superman. I'm sorry. Because you know what would happen a lot of times in Supergirl? Superman would show up in the comic books. Yeah. And he's not there. So you know what? I watched all watching, yeah. it's like, where the hell is Superman? This sucks. Yeah. I watched all the extras on my Blu-ray Superman DPDs. Yes, sir. And they talked about... Supergirl and the Salkinds actually uh, admitted to it they, that Superman three was so awful, and and um, they regretted it. And they were saying they what 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 they originally wanted in Superman three was supposed to be a Brainiac and Mixaplex story. Interesting. With, uh, and I yeah just saw it like two days ago, and and Superman four was supposed to be. Um, Bizarro. It was supposed to be um, the part where in Superman three when Superman fights himself, yes, was supposed to be in Superman four, but it turned into uh, it was a it was supposed to be a bad Superman versus good one, which led to Bizarro, which led to Nuclear, Nuclear Man. Man. Okay. So the reason why they made Nuclear Man blonde and yellow suit is because they didn't want to repeat Superman three. So I, but anyway, but. After, after um, they made Superman three, they said let's change change it and go to Supergirl. And originally, they had Super Superman would show up halfway through the movie, 
and that was true, like like what we just said. And, oh, wow. And um, Christopher Reeve read the script, and he said no. There you go. He liked the script. So he, even he knew that the movie was going to suck real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, nope. If you uh, see that, um, it was from last summer, and I can't remember the name of the film festival that they did. Hey, Johnny, you hiding in your closet or something? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I, am I on the mic? There we go. It's better. Ooh, sorry yeah, about that. Better. All right. You the... had your uh, Jedi, Jedi robe on or something covered. <sighs> yes, Darth Vader had something he wanted to say. <sighs> yes, uh, back in the summertime. Uh, no, if uh, I can't remember the name of the film festival from last summer where they showed um, the first Superman movie and Donner was there. And uh, he, he gave a after uh, film speech about it. It's oh, pretty was obvious. The uh, L.A. Hero Complex or something. Like yes, that? Hero Complex. Exactly. That's what it was. If you look up the MP3 and you listen to what Donner said, it's pretty obvious that Donner and Chris Reeve kind of saved the Salkinds and really made yeah. what they wanted to do better because they're like, yeah, listen, why don't you let us rewrite this? And really, obviously, Donner and Tom Mankiewicz from a writing standpoint. But um, and read from an acting standpoint because yeah, well, left to their own devices, I think the Salkinds obviously had the best intentions, but they didn't know how to make a movie without Richard Donner, frankly. And it, I think yeah. the three and four show that. Yeah. yeah. You know. And um, did I tell you when 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 I saw the actor who plays Nan, when I met him, what he told me? No. What did he yes. tell you? Probably, so, well. <laughs> no. Yes. I don't know yes. if I said it on a podcast or not, but. If I did, then it's a the, you could fast forward this part. But but, um, <laughs> but he said um, I saw him at Florida and he had no line, so I kept going up to him and just talking to him. And um, he he uh, we we I drew all the character. I drew him and Zero Zod, and I, we we exchanged a, uh, photos for a drawing and stuff. And I ended up talking to him for all weekend. And he said that. Because uh, that was right when the Donner cut of Superman 2 came out. Okay. And he told me that if Donner stood in the movie, if he kept making the movies, uh, the three villains would have been in Superman 3 and 4. And it was right at that time where um, that one story with um, that Jeff Johns wrote with Richard Donner. The Chris Kent story. broke out of the Phantom Zone. Yeah. And I saw... Shortly after that, I, I met Jeff Johns, and, and I got to the point where I could actually talk to the guy now. So I asked him about that. I said, hey, that story you wrote Richard Donner. He's like, yeah. So that was good. He goes, yeah, thanks. I said, was if they made movies, would that have been Superman 3 and 4? And he looked at me, and his eyes got real big. And he went, yeah, how did you figure that out? And I'm like, I talked to Nan. <laughs> what? So, I was asking Nan all about it. Well, what was it? What was it going to be? And he said, "No, nah, can't tell you. Why not?" So I signed that paperwork. I can't. Like, oh, come on, tell me. Give me a hint. Nope, gonna, gonna. So, that's what. That's the idea Donner had. You put two and two together. Nice. Yeah, I was like, wow. So I get it. Because why? Why would Donner not use the story he's been storing in his head for thirty years? Sure. You know. So that was pretty cool. Very cool. I like that. I like that a lot. It's good. I like it. Still doesn't explain why Supergirl the movie snucked, but I like it. Yeah. Like it a lot. We can get Jeff and Ethan on that story right away. Oh, wait. It's already done. Too late. They got Jeff and the Jeff and the Kubert guys on there. Yeah. Nice. All right. Number that four. Is best stories ever. Superman oh. ever. If you buy that. Last yeah. Time I think it is. Yeah, this, is the, uh, this is the Dan Cal- 
was it? I was going to say this is the Dan Connor segment of our uh, program. Apparently, he's oh, got yeah. questions yeah. before. Good question. I like it. Good questions. Get me wrong. Go ahead. I like it. Yeah, sorry, I, I jump in, but I, I, I never sure if you're finished talking, but I, I, I'm. All right, I go ahead. Uh, number four, I'm looking forward to Superman Family Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Will you guys have other creators in it, like the old school book? If so, I'd love to get in on that. I'm attaching an image. Uh, the, oh, you put that up on Facebook, the image. So anybody oh, yeah. go up on the I Like Pink Very Much Lois site and, and go uh, look at it. And he says, oh, yeah, I like Pink Very Much Lois. Yeah. Cool. You drew a good uh, electric blue Superman uh, image there in the uh, I Like Pink uh he made it yeah. all pink, though. Yeah, he I'm going to send that over to the to DC. If if they do have a letters page, I'm going to send it in there. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if they'll use it, but that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, as far as other creators on the book, um, no, it's uh, no, Maynard. It's yeah. The only other creator in the book would be Jor-El because he created Kal-El. Ah, my son. You know? <laughs> yeah, but but no, it's me and me and Franco all the way. Yes. I'm actually working on it right oh. now. Not me and you go all the way. We're, we're working on the book all the way. We're just friends. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're first friends. We <laughs> share a hotel room now and then, but that's about it. True. Ooh, shh. Don't tell anybody. It's a true story, though. True. It's true. It is true. Absolutely true. Yes. All right, so, Dan, thanks very much for your letter. Uh, Excellent. I oh. killed about an hour. That was good. And speaking of sharing <laughs> hotel rooms, I should I should make a confession. Did I give, can I give my work confession regarding uh, biscuit baking? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Are you are you copying to it? Was that yeah, I am. I'm totally copying to it because I always feel bad that I like jam the muscle on uh, floating his sulfur biscuits for all in, in the hotel room. What's going on? So we're good. Well, we I did it to his face, and I know I made I felt bad. I made him feel bad. So, but it is still a funny story. Yes. So yeah, yeah, it was. Well, like, you're in the closet again, Johnny. You got your Jedi hood back on. All right. <sighs> yes, sir. I'm sorry about that. What's going on? I uh, distractions. I was at work at the radio station, and we have a mail room, and it's kind of off to the side and everything. And um, I was you a biscuit and, there and, too. And I, did, I, I had to admit it was too far. It, the bathroom was too far away. But I figured, you know, it was like ten thirty in the morning. Nobody's in the mail room. All right, fine. Nobody's using the fax machine right now. So uh, I uh, I cracked uh, I, I cracked a sulfur biscuit, and uh, I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. So uh, and I thought, okay, no one's gonna know. And just as I'm leaving, a pretty girl walks in the mailroom. Oh, oh, did, you, did she kill her, Johnny? Did you kill her? Last time did I saw her, her, her hair went from deep, deep black to white gray. It I was, was just going to say, she probably just did her hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah she's, I think she just got out of the hospital recovering from uh, inha- uh-huh. inhaling the uh, sulfur biscuits. So well, She's going to be all right. It's okay. Can I, can I make a confession too, Johnny? Sure. Uh, we, we all knew it was you. Oh, yeah. Oh no! I, exactly. No, I have. I haven't. Did you do that? Did you do the hotel bomb, Johnny? No, it wasn't me. Absolutely. Oh, not. I thought yes. that's what you're saying. I thought you were talking about that one. No. Yeah. Sorry. Wrong. Oh, okay. No, no. We we knew it was you, Johnny. I, I almost swore. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and I and I will take that to my grave. That's not true. Oh, see right away. Bring it back to death. I'm t- exactly, <laughs> I'll take it to my Darwin uh, Award grave. My Darwin West uh, Heaven in the Sky. Who could forget mm. that guy in Zimbabwe floated a biscuit only to to his death? <laughs> All right. Why do people think that movie where the guy finds the Coke bottle so funny? I like The Gods Must Be Crazy. Gods Must you Be like Crazy? You like that? I did. I like the first one. I never watched the second one. I, I didn't see the point of there being a I second one. I barely got through that first one. And I that was before 
I knew that you're supposed to watch movies with a hammer. Otherwise, man, I would have got out of that so quick. Yeah, it was kind of a yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of a low budget South African movie that you know relied on physical comedy and stuff. But I, I thought it was a cute concept. It made me laugh. It's probably made by the same people who made Super Supergirl. The Salkins got the great idea. What if somebody throws a cook bottle from a plane, hits a native in the head? Call it gods must be crazy. Let's get Helen Slater and uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Peter O'Toole, <laughs> and Faye Dunaway. Sounds good. Make it. And people are asking if Gus Gorman's going to make his appearance in the Superman family. Uh, we can't tell. Gus You'll never know. You'll never get it out of us. Oh, man. I didn't even think of Gus Gorman being in Superman family. Wow. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. Remember, really? He wants family. You're not going to have a guy with an afro wearing like a pink uh, tablecloth or whatever tied to his No, he would bring down the whole thing. He'd bring down the series. Skiing from Kids would read that and say, no! They would throw their books out of the window and (laughs) it'd be so bad. Interesting. It'd be the worst thing to happen to anyone's life. Gus. Worst. You know, you you mentioned uh, watching something um, that made you want to smash your hammer toes. (laughs) I like all of that. Um, I was watching uh, an episode of the Rockford Files. This this wasn't a bad episode. It was just weird. Um, and it, I was watching an old episode of the Rockford Files. Cheers. You know that one. I love it. Yeah. Like and uh, <laughs> it was this episode where he was in and out of the police station quite a bit, and he was calling into his friend at the police station. Jim Rockford was Dennis, his friend. Yes. Dennis. Yeah. And apparently there was there's. <laughs> A, a guy, you know, police officer, and he was like a, 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 a an extra or a character guy in the background of all the scenes. And his only job, from what I can understand in the whole episode, he was in the episode like four or five times. And every single time he was there, like the phone would ring in the police station and he would go to answer the phone only to have another character tell tell him, no, no, I got it. And then they would pick up the phone and, and the scene would go on. <laughs> so it struck me as funny, like, you know, that guy got paid for almost answering a phone four times. Did he, he speak ever? No, he never spoke. <laughs> he never, the phone would ring. He would go over to the phone and almost pick it up. And one of the major characters would come over and wave him off and say, no, no, I got it. And then they would pick up the phone. That's a pretty sweet gig. Right. It's like so. getting paid to be an artist but never drawing. True. Right. You know, there's a there's a YouTube video of the King of Queens, and Pat Oswalt was in the show, but it was one specific scene where they're having a party, and I can't tell you who the other characters were that were talking, but Patton knew that he was just there to be in the scene and just kind of Phillip occupy space. Sp- yeah, fill up space, and he kind of on, it looks like on purpose that he is playing statues. And literally is frozen and doesn't move a muscle. And they have all these different camera, like, you know, cuts and everything. And every time Patton is in, like, a different part of the scene, and he is literally standing still and not moving a muscle. And it's so funny. It's on YouTube. And they're telling bad sitcom jokes left and right, and you don't even care because all you're really laughing at is that Patton Oswalt is not moving a muscle and standing absolutely still like he was just hit with, like, a Mr. Freeze ray or something. It's funny as hell. Very funny. So he was the modern-day version of the cop in the Rockford. Exactly, exactly. That's what your story made me think of, and that's why I'm like, okay, 
He's like, fine, I'm supposed to be furniture, then I'm not moving. <laughs> That's funny. That guy's funny. I like it. I like that guy. Yeah, you know, he. I hear good things uh, in uh, his uh, Charlize Theron movie. Yeah. But, uh, wasn't he nominated for a Golden Globe or, or something? For Oscar yeah, or something? that's right. I can't remember if he actually... Yeah, I think he did get nominated because I remember Roger Ebert congratulating him on Twitter because I followed them both. And I was like, oh, that's cool that A, Ebert congratulated him and Patton said thank you. Was he nominated for an Oscar? Let's uh, let's make certain, or maybe that Ebert said nice things about it and that he should have been, but um, I don't know. We'll find out in a second while we're talking. You think because he ever had his own airline, Johnny? Pat Oswald? Yeah, I think he had a bus line. <laughs> he had one of those crank things on there on the railroad tracks that that George Clooney is, when he escaped from prison in that movie. The two man hand car. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. I like it. That would, that would just up our ante because then we got presented our Eisners by an Academy Award nominee. Yeah, and we're one step closer to Charlize Theron. Ooh. Yeah. Who's your Academy Award no, uh, nominee that... Uh... Pat Oswald, if he was nominated. Ah. You know, I can't remember who gave us the award last year, who was the presenter. I don't um, know. I can't remember if it was an actor or a comic guy. I can't remember. Excuse me, Pat. Patton was not nominated, gentlemen. Oh, man. Uh, and maybe, and maybe, and maybe Roger was saying that that was a shame and he should have been. That guy, uh, that guy was robbed. And Charlize wasn't either, by the way. I have the, she has I, one already. I have the Oscar nominations handy if you'd like to go over them. Yeah, we could do that. It makes us, it, it could establish the time when we recorded this episode then. It's very true. Like people say, oh, that was last month. You know, mm-hmm. or that was three years ago. Cause we're always there. We're, that's, that's true. Very, yeah. Um, very active timeline wise. Best actors in a leading role, the men. Man. You've got yeah. you've got Damon Bashir in A Better Life. Awesome. George, I think Cameron. that guy's going to win because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, nah, there's a lot of there's some good. Uh, he is kind of uh, in some very rarefied uh, company here. George Clooney in The Descendants. Yeah, I like Hawaiian. Clooney. That's the Hawaiian movie. Then I really want to see this movie. Gene uh, Dujardin in The Artist. That's that silent movie about Hollywood. That yeah, was, I heard. I heard people were upset with that movie. I read somewhere that did people, people grab hammers to, and were whacking their feet after watching hammers. No, I, I heard that people were very upset and demanding their money back. Why? Because they would they went into the film not realizing it was a silent film. That's ridiculous. And oh. They went in and they were like, like, "What? What is this? There's no sound. There's no. They're not talking." And they demanded their money back. It was a group of people. From, Somewhere. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I they didn't were, know a silent film either. I'm betting they I'm betting they traveled to that movie on a charter bus. I'm just guessing. And they saw it at a local mall, you think? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. And that they had to go to a fish fry right after the movie. And that the fish fry was not as tasty because they had a bad time. There was no words in that movie. Oh, but Aaron Fond du Lac, they have the, they have the uh, oh, yeah. old time. Oh, by Cracky, that's a good fish oh, fry. Yeah, there. I like that over there. Uh, then uh, Gary Oldman in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is Tinker a... Tailor Soldier Spy. Yes, it's a wonderful film about the British intelligence organization. They refer to it as the circus, if you will. But that, of course, is a euphemism to say how ridiculous the British intelligence organization is run. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> 
Coffertiers some crumpets. Oh, Commander, there. Out West India. Did I ever tell you about the time that I killed two Bengal tigers? Indubitably. Why? I gotta say, I don't know anything about the movie, but it sounds really, really boring. <laughs> I actually, a I've tinker, read... a tailor, a soldier, and a spy. No, I, mean... I read the book. It's it actually it's a good Cold War spy story. I mean, it is that kind of British. It seems our man in Havana is having a bit of trouble. Perhaps we should send reinforcements. No, let's it order another bottle of Don Perignon and discuss it a bit more. <laughs> But but I like those movies, I have to admit. And then Brad Pitt and Moneyball is the final... Uh, Moneyball. Which I saw, and it's very good. Yeah, I yeah. want to see that one still. So I gotta, we were discussing about it before, but I didn't, I don't know the story. It's true. So I gotta, I'm going to watch it, being a baseball fan and everything. Actors in a supporting role include Kenneth Branagh portraying Sir Lawrence Olivier in the film My Week with Marilyn. Yes. And then Jonah Hill and Moneyball. Jonah Hill. Nick Nolte so, and Warrior. Hey, Jonah Nick, Hill got nominated? Really? Yeah, wow. He, yeah, he did. And uh, wow. Nick, Nick Nolte in Warrior. Nick, how do you feel about that? Dr. Banner. I'll tell you something. Dr. Banner's dad. Yeah. He, he always talks like he's out of breath. Almost, you know? Yep. And I then, am the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Christopher Plummer. You remember him from The Sound of Music. And, of course... Yeah, you would think he'd become a plumber, and then he would just call it plumber's plumbing. It's true. Star Trek Six, of course, he was the Klingon with the iPad. Let's let the dogs of war! Franco's, <laughs> Franco's favorite Star Trek movie, yes, indeed. In cool. Beginners. And then Max von Sydow in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. You know, I've looked like I'm 85 years old for the last 38 years. Do you know Max von Sydow? Yes. He was in uh, Strange Brew. He's... <laughs> He's the evil guy in Strange Brew with uh, Bob and Doug. Wasn't uh, wasn't he uh, Ming the Merciless? Yes, he was. Very good. Yeah. Oh, I got a Miko of that guy then. Flash! Oh! He's the king of the universe. <laughs> then actresses in a leading role. I'm sorry. First of all, great name for a movie. Glenn Close. It was like her Tootsie turn in a fine film titled Albert Nobbs, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, which is kind of, kind of appropriately named when it's a woman playing a man. Albert Nobbs, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, hello. That's not much of a reach for her, right? You know, though, she was at some uh, <laughs> award show, because you're right, she really sadly looked very convincing as a man when she's made up. No, I but, the mom's part. That too. Okay. But uh, but on the red carpet, on a, on a recent, uh, I think at the Screen Actors Guild red carpet, I got to say, for 60-whatever, she was in some dress, and Glenn, Glenn Close looked pretty darn, she almost looked like she was ready to for another takeoff if she needed to. Oh, she's still flying in the sky? Well, I don't think she's flying, but I think she kind of just let people know, hey, uh, you know, I'm all gassed she's up and ready to go. Yeah, yeah, if you need me. If you need me, if you need to charter me, I think I'm ready. Oh, that's so, good. That's so always good to know. Way to that's go for the... you know the engine's still fresh all the time. Yeah. Three, three cheers for the knob. Way to go. Nice going. <laughs> <laughs> and then Viola, then Viola Dale Davis in The Help. That's the movie about all the, uh, the black cleaning women. Yes. Yeah, the help. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot about it mostly because I know a lot of people who've read the book. Okay, so they're big fans. My uh, my cousins and wife and kinds of other females that are gotcha. in my life here. Then Rooney Mara in the Girl with the Grit Dragon Tattoo. Now that's certainly gotten a lot of buzz. And then Meryl Streep as uh, as uh, what's her face. Hello! Yes, exactly. As Julia Child. No, not this time. Margaret Thatcher. 
in the There's also Sting in wrestling from our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Sting's new character is going to be, son. Hello. <laughs> and then Michelle Williams. Take him to see, uh, see the Avengers. Which guy would he pick then? I'm go ahead. I'm sorry. No, not at all. Michelle Williams. So was, I got to tell you, I saw my week with Marilyn. And she, I, I mean, I always thought she was cute. And never would have thought of her as Marilyn Monroe, but she really pulled it off. She was awesome. Oh, I saw that. There's, you know what I saw a commercial of is um, there's a girl who looks like Marilyn, but I think it, I think it's, I don't know if the show takes place now or, or then, but it's with um, I think it's a girl from, from that show with uh, the guy who has the big head and the girl who's married to Tom Cruise. Um, remember that. Um, well, it's Katie, yeah, uh, we know we know Katie Holmes is one of those, but I don't know. Who's yeah, big. yeah, that show. The guy with the big head who kept oh, Smith James were trying to kiss James Vanderbeek. I don't want to wait. Yeah, what's the show? <laughs> Dawson's something. Yeah, where he's standing in the boat. He's standing in the creek. Well, that show. But he's wearing a sport jacket. Yeah, well, that show that he's on with Katie Holmes. Dawson's Creek. And Dawson Creek, yeah, and the. The blonde girl who was on there, Michelle Williams, is going to be on a show with the American Idol girl who looks who would make a good Wonder Woman. Uh, Catherine McPhee. McPhee, yeah. And She's so, on Smash. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's the show that's going to be on after the Super Bowl on Monday. Yeah, that I saw the little commercial promo for that, and I was intrigued. That's and uh, really, yeah, NBC. I want to see McPhee act because she's always been my pick for Wonder Woman. Interesting. Since I saw she, she's been in a couple of movies. Yeah. Angelica Houston is in that TV show, too. Yeah. Really? And, and Deborah Messing from uh, Will and Grace. That's right. Well, yeah. I think Messing's just bought a new plane because her old one crashed. Yeah, she had to get a fixer-upper. Yeah, she got a I was, I was – yeah, but I, I enjoyed uh, – She had to get some new wingtips. I, I enjoyed <laughs> flying with Deborah Messing a lot. I, I always felt that uh, you, got a, you got a good uh, a good flight out of Deborah Messing. Back yeah, at, she retired one plane bought a new one, though, I think. Yeah, I see. Uh, you know, you know what's, uh, yeah, you know what's annoying me on TV. I don't know if you guys have this commercial. It's a J.C. Penny commercial um, that's been playing here. I, I, I assume it's been playing there too. But they don't tell you what it's about. They just tell you uh, enough is enough at the end, and they give a date with the logo for J.C. Penny. Side, and it's just a bunch of people screaming. No. Yeah. This commercial is so. Freaking annoying. I think they're trying to hype a, a month that normally is bad, like for shoppers. So I think JCPenney's going to probably have like a month of deals. That's just a guess. But but the commercial is just so I'm with aggravating. You. I'm with the other you. night. I was kind of half asleep and the TV was on, and this commercial comes on, and obviously you know the commercials have louder volume than the show, right? And this thing woke me up and startled the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, well, of all the people screaming no, I can appreciate yeah. that. Oh, I, every time it comes on, I have to change the channel. Now it's let's. Just, I want to. I want to like go through the breast pictures because I want to know your guys' opinion the of breast that. pictures. Yeah, the breast pictures because this, Ooh. of course, is the Adult Video uh, Awards, the AVNs, if you will. Uh, yeah, breast picture. Yeah. So we got uh, the artist, the French silent movie that upset a bunch of people on a charter bus that were going to a fish fry. That one's not going to win because old people aren't going to vote for it. I think actually that one has a good chance. I'm going of for the one with George Clooney in it, even that though would, I don't know if he's in any of that's, it. That's the Descendants, and that's the movie about him. Win. He's the dad in Hawaii that finds out that his wife is dead. Something about him bothers me. I, I want to like Really? Him. Clooney? I like Clooney. Yeah. 
I want to like him, but something something bothers me. I've I like grown him. to like him. I didn't like him at first. Oh, I, I, I've always liked George Clooney. And it was if I, I were to have one human in my home. I think it's when he got rid of that crazy haircut, that goofy, the goofy Julius Caesar. Hi. When he got rid of that haircut, then I started liking him. That's like, oh, hi. The gladiator contest. Yeah, after the last movie, I didn't, the, with the vampires, with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's that, cool. Up until that movie, I didn't like him. And then after he moved on from there, then I started liking him. Probably right after Batman. Oh, I even liked that's The what. Peacekeeper with Nicole Kidman. And I liked Out of Sight with him in uh, J-Lo. Yeah, I like that one, yeah. Mostly I like that one because J-Lo's in her underwear. Yeah, but I, she's I like hot that. sexy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think he does much acting. I think he's just him in all his yeah. movies. Yeah, but that, Jim, that was Jimmy Stewart and all those great Hollywood actors. Yeah, like that Bogart too. and, and Kerry yeah, Grant. exactly. Yeah, but I, I like Jimmy Stewart. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I'll give you. Did you not like the movie where uh, it was about Chuck Barris, the Gong Show host, that his secret life was he was a spy? Uh, I did not see that one. I tried it. I couldn't. Oh, I like that. That's like one of my favorite movies. And Clooney directed it, and he's Chuck Barris's CIA handler. And well, I, I'm thinking a different movie. I thought the the Gong Show movie is the one I had a hard time well, with. Well, yeah, that's, that's the one. Grab a hammer for that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a bad movie. By the way, I think we got our title. I think Grab a Hammer might have to be our title <laughs> for the episode. And I think we should all just have, like, be on a couch with hammers in our hands and, like, our, one guy would have bandaged foot. I was going to say our feet are throbbing because we've been hitting them. Oh, it's that Casey Petty commercial again. Oh! We're going to have all of us with hammers sitting on a couch and one guy with a bandaged foot. And then that guy saying, No, you smack your own foot, not mine. You know? We'll <laughs> um, tiny tights just like that. So the other the other movies and because I, I want to get I'm gonna save one for last. Uh, there's the Help, um, and then there's Hugo, which I, was the Scorsese movie about. Uh, it's another history of the movies kind of movie. Then Midnight in Paris, that's the Woody Allen movie. Um, Moneyball, Treeballs. Moneyball would that be for the Adult Video Awards if it was Moneyballs? And then uh, Tree of Life, which was is it? Is it that the Brad Pitt documentary? Tree of Life? Yeah. Or Moneyballs. <laughs> tree of Life. If uh, Moneyballs was, uh, if it, actually, if Moneyballs was, was translated <laughs> in the IA podcast speak, it would be the downstairs tenant owe me rent. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right, I like how we add the S on the end of Moneyball, making Moneyballs. <laughs> I got no problem with Moneyballs. And then, uh, yeah, it's, um, I forget his name, the director, Terrence, uh, Terrence Malick, uh, Tree of Life. Yeah. Which yeah, is a vi- that's that's a movie that I think you guys would grab the hammer and start beating your feet with, uh, and then anymore. and then then Warhorse that's the Spiel, the Steven Spielberg movie yeah about the World War One Warhorse that one should win because I heard some good things I the horse the horse is cursed it's cursed is he They've, an evil horse yeah because every owner he comes into contact with the owner dies ah oh, ah. Oh. Man, for the horse. He's made a, go after that? Just freaked out a kid in Brooklyn, man, and his father. Ooh, what are you, sorry. Gonna, sorry. Oh, sorry, John. I'm not, we're not sorry. laughing at it, though. We're, 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 no, just, no. Yeah, that was an easy joke. Sorry, John. But you know, the one that I held off to the end is the one, that the Tom Hanks movie about 9-11 with the kid trying to figure out the mystery after his dad dies. Extremely loud and close. Yeah, extremely loud and incredibly close. Now, this is where I would kind of agree with John, where... I got to admit, and I, I want to honestly, I'm, I'm curious about your guys' feelings, and especially Franco, 
because you're closer to the area, of course, of Ground Zero, somewhat. And and I guess my question is, honestly, I'm I like, I'm the first one to say that while I appreciate the memorials that happened on 9-11 and that we remember the people that we know that were, that unfortunately did lose their lives. I also am kind of like, all right, let's try and move on. But I have to admit that when it comes to movies about 9-11, it, the subject still disturbs me where I'm like, sorry, I don't care how good it is. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't want to. I just either. don't want to see it. And I mean, and it's Tom Hanks. It's, you know, it's going to be a feel good movie. And although, again, it starts with, hey, I'm a kid and my dad died at 9 11, but he left me this mystery and I'm going to figure out the mystery. Yeah. Now, as some, and, and I mean, really, not to get like personal and sad, but seriously, as someone who lost their dad when he was still like, I mean, I was 17, I wasn't a little kid, but I'm like, it, that alone, I'm like, oh man, that's harsh. And then that it's 9 11, I'm like, oh my God, really? Oh, John, I'm, I turned into an an incredible wuss All right. ever since my son was born. I mean, you know, before before he came along, I can watch anything and not be disturbed in the least by it. But, you know, when he's born and I got to deal with this kid and he's little and fragile and something mm. happens to him. And, you know, when he broke his arm a few years ago, I, I still hear the scream in my head, you know. Oh, poor kid. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, when I see a movie of a kid who falls down a well, I shut yeah. up. I'm done. I hear you. I can't, yeah. I can't watch yeah. it. I'm the same way, man. It. And I don't have kids. I'm Uncle Buck. You know, I mean, I'm like, you uh, know. Hold on. i got to change the channel. JP Penny commercial just came on. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> so. so but, but, and my wife watches all those crime shows and um, <laughs> the IV channel. And she likes them because she likes how they figure out crimes. Oh, but I can watch time, those too. But if it's a kid, I got to change it. Yeah, but it's half the time it's like I'm watching them and I'm reliving jury duty or the grand jury duty all over again. I'm like, man, this is yeah. disturbing. Yeah. You know? So I got to, yeah. So I got to turn it off too. I, gotta, I can't watch. I get my coffee, see what she's doing, and I go back to drawing half the time. So yeah, I, I you know, I mean again it's Tom Hanks, so I understand it's Sandra Bullock, so it's gonna push all the right buttons, and I'm not surprised the thing was like nominated. And I hear very good things about Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, but I'm just like I, that literally will be the one movie. I've seen Tree of Life, I've seen Moneyball, and I've seen Midnight in Paris, and I intend to literally see all eight other or five other films that are nominated, the one that exception, because there's nine of them, is extremely loud and incredibly incredibly close. I won't see it. Yeah, it's it's hard, especially here in New York, where I'm like about an hour outside of the city. Yeah. And and uh yeah. it, it affected everybody here. And sure. and uh, I remember the the day it happened, I, I was in school and, and uh you know the look on the kids' faces and, and uh yeah. there were some some parents who didn't come home that night. I understand know, yeah, from our yeah. district. So it's it's, you know, I personally didn't know anybody um, directly involved, you know, when when it happened. But it, it was it, it's here in my hometown, and I understand. And it's 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 still hard for me to go into the city and not see the towers. I, yeah, yeah. I you know, it's funny, Franco, because yeah, literally, it was something I always enjoyed when I was flying away from New York. Was you'd be up in the air and literally a lot of cloudy days. You'd see the towers sticking out of the clouds and stuff, and I always thought that was so cool. Yeah. So yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And yeah, it's like again, eleven years, well, you know, ten and a half years later, and I got to admit, it's like still too soon. Yeah, yeah, too soon. Sorry, too soon, man. At least for yeah, me, you don't need to. You don't need to do to do that. It's it's a lot different than making like a war movie 
Because um, I related oh. to to the war movie because growing up we can never, like I said, we can never watch MASH because it would bother your dad, bother yeah, my dad, sure. or or anything like that. So I could see that this could be the same thing for those people who were involved in that. Totally. So why I can't imagine anybody who was involved in that in any way wanting to go see a movie about it or documentary or because I know growing up I never the first movie I think we saw was Rambo and the first one we saw but then the second one my dad hated it cuz he went to Vietnam mm-hmm. where the second one he's like oh why did like you could see he was disappointed cuz we all went to see it the first one was cool. First blood, he's taking out the man oh, and yeah. hiding well, yeah. rocks and trees. My dad was in it. He's, yeah, that's, that guy's cool. And then the second movie, he flies to Vietnam, and I saw it. Like we were watching the movie, and he's like, "Man, you know why? I didn't come here to watch this." So we we got through it. But then I know we never watched that one. But first Did blood's you... on, man. He tells he calls me up. Hey, it's on tonight. <laughs> you know? Did but, you see the last one? Did you see the John Rambo? Yeah, yeah, that was. It was uh, like a cartoon. It was a cartoon, but it was. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, and I, I interviewed or I, I did a panel at the FX show. Brother Bear had had us down at the uh, the second FX show, and uh, I did a panel with. Uh, it was called the Whedon Woman Women, and it was uh, Morena, whatever from uh, Firefly and V. That yeah, yeah. yes, that who is incredibly sweet, and I got my picture taken with oh her. Oh my god! And, 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 and could she be more beautiful? I honestly, she is literally, truly one of the most beautiful women I have ever met. She's got her own she, airline she and multiple planes. Captain right now on radar. Yeah. yeah, she's got her own fleet. Absolutely, she, she helicopters. She got aircraft it's carriers. True. <laughs> any 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 flying any flying machine necessary. She's she's got, she's got her own. Na- she got her own navy. She's even, she even can provide jetpacks if you need them. It's crazy. Uh, I think she might have mastered teleportation. So she this was conversations all over the place. It is, it is. And Julie Benz was there. And Julie, Julie Benz uh, was Darla in uh, Angel and Buffy. And she was uh, in John Rambo. Yeah, yeah. And, she, and, she, and I asked her about the movie. And she said it was really interesting filming it because they filmed it in um, Miramar, which was uh, what's the former name? Burma. Right. And, and now it's called Miramar. And uh, Miramar almost sounds like a George Bush mistake when he's trying to say America. Exactly, America. America, America Miramar. America, I mean. Miramar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he, uh, she said that the government was really against them making the movie because it was going to make their government look bad. And yeah. there are actual uh, warrants out for the entire cast and the director and the writer of the film. And if they ever foot, step foot in the country again, they wow. could be, they could be in prison for life. Well, don't go there then. Oh my yeah. God, that was pretty interesting. So, but yeah, she was on it, and Juliet Landau was in it. Uh, Martin Landau's daughter, who was uh, Drusilla in Buffy yeah. and Angel, and she was great. She was like beyond cool. Where to the point of like we did the panel, and I hosted the panel, and like ran around asking people, letting people ask them questions and stuff. And she's like, "Wow, that was really good." You know, I got a panel later today. Are you are you doing my panel? And I looked and I said, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm doing a panel that's opposite yours." And she's like, "Oh, I was really hoping you'd be doing it." And I'm like. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And yeah, I mean, oh, man, I'm like, here's my number, Miss Lando. Exactly. I'm like, God, you are awesome. And yeah, it just, she really made me feel good. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. And you're really still cute. So that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, I was, uh, I, my heart uh, was in my throat. I'm like, okay, I got to go now. Oh, uh, bye. So it's awesome. It's like, 14. you know, we completely trashed the uh, incredibly loud, nearly close movie. Yes. But, uh, uh I got, <laughs> 
I gotta, sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I gotta go on the opposite end and say I saw an interview with the guy. Um, and he, he says that it's not, it's not about 9-11, really. It's, it's more the relationship that this kid had with, with his father. Yeah. But Max von Sydow was in it. Flash! Ah. Exactly. Listen, I was once Ming. I hope you don't mind. Um, you know, I understand, and I, and, and no, I, like I said, I hear really good things, and obviously it is all about the father-son bond, but I'm like, oh man, the kid lost his dad, and he lost his dad on 9-11. I'm sorry, it's like, well, it's not about 9-11. Well, then why is 9-11 in the trailers, and why'd you make that the reason why the dad died? Just a question, sir. You know, that was my last day that I worked with Josh at Devil's Due. I worked at, when he was starting out with, uh, G.I. Joe. I had I was working at Devil's Due, uh, licking envelopes and going into the post office and filling subscriptions and stuff. I didn't know that. And yeah, and when he was starting out, I was seeing all the J. Scott Campbell artwork for the first three issues of uh, of uh, GI Joe. So it was pretty cool. Wow. And, and um, I was helping him with uh, office type stuff. I wasn't drawing nothing or it was just office things. And um, and. The, the day 9-11 happened, I was like, I watched on TV, I'm like, oh, I better get to work now. And it took me four hours to get, like, four miles from my house. And I had to call him up. I left the house, you know, after that TV TV cast and then took off. And, and I called him at, like, 2 in the afternoon and said, dude, I, I can't make it. And he says, I guess the a terrorist attack's a good excuse for it. Well, I see you tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't know. And then that. On the way home, I went to the comic shop and got a job there. I walked in and said, you guys looking for anybody? And they're like, yeah, you want to work here? Yeah, all right. And then I called, called Josh and said, nah, if um, we really thought, I really didn't think that was all that was going to happen. I thought more stuff was coming, you know, from the More terrorists. tax. More tax, yeah. Yeah, I, I really did. And so, that was a scary week. So the comic shop was only three blocks from my house. <laughs> so I told Josh, instead of taking another, take driving every morning, I'm just going to walk, walk to the shop. So and, basically, uh, basically terror attacks happen and you're, you're concerned about your commute. Dude, don't you understand that if you're worried about your commute, that means the terrorist won? Yeah. No, he almost okay. got married too. Cause I was just starting to date Rose then. And, um, when that happened, we uh we were gonna get married like that next day, just so we could be in one place. Cause I really didn't. I thought it was like it's like an alien invasion. They you see one, and then there are many. Yeah. Like that 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 movie, uh, the Tatanka movie. Tatanka. Says, how many how many white men are coming? And he says, um, and he looked up. So you look at the stars. That's how many, you know. I don't know like, that movie. Oh. What's Tatanka? So uh, dances with wolves. Ah, thank you. All right, now yeah. you got you got to know Artie speak. I understand. Yeah, I always, I always Sometimes I'm able to stuff. decipher what he's saying, but not that one. Yeah, <laughs> Tatunka. Yeah, I always forget names of stuff. I was thinking of Tatunka trucks. Like I used to have a bunch oh. of. T- I was thinking of Tatunka, like my Tonka trunks, trucks. Yeah, you know, yeah that, that was a scary night. I remember because they yeah. they shut down all all the airports and everything. Yeah. And there's there's a military base further up north and. There were flyovers because we're so close to the city here. We're we're about you know an hour by car, so by plane we're only like a, you know what twenty minutes <laughs> right or so. Uh, so there were flyovers all night long, and and every time and and it's usually very quiet, but uh, man, those planes were just coming overhead, and uh, 
they were military planes doing flyovers and stuff like that. And we would wake up every, every 20 minutes to a half hour. Um, just cause we shut off the TV. We just couldn't watch TV anymore. And yeah, we went to bed. Much. We all, we all went to bed in the same bed. Uh, my wife, my son and I, we all slept in the same bed and, and, and just curled up and just sat in the dark and, and, uh, but we would hear the planes go overhead and, uh, it was, uh, and I don't want to feel that way ever again. I understand. Well, and again, that's why I think 9-11 movies remind me of that time. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, too too soon, man. Not interested. Yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, we're good. So yeah. still, still can't watch MASH. So I would watch it. Instead, I'd watch Moneyball. Uh, Moneyballs. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'd, instead, of, instead of Moneyball, I'd watch Moneyballs. And, uh, <laughs> Downstairs, tenants old rent. For, for anybody still listening out there, if we haven't brought you down or made you turn off yeah, the exactly. podcast. <laughs> we just lost all our New York listeners. Yeah. And, and yeah, by all means, you guys talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quick take a quick text, Avery. I'll be back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the intermission part of our <laughs> oh, yeah, podcast. It's like, oh, why does he hate us? He hates he us so yet? much. Yeah, Man, I think he is. He's, he's bringing us down this time. He's Yeah, he's supposed to be man. funny, and he's not. Okay. He went into this saying, I'm going to destroy them today. I'm going to Yoko their dynamic forever. He is the epitome of Yoko chips. He is. It's unbelievable. Yoko chips. We haven't done an angry Yoko chip rant in a while. We're going to have to. you got to follow us on Twitter to see all the hate. The hate that spews forth from Yoko chips. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> angry <laughs> angry Yoko chips. We're going to. He's spraying the bowl right now. <laughs> snapping off a monkey tail <laughs> snapping off slipping out of Slim Jim I don't know what he's doing someone's going to get mad about this I tell you he's, 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 he's serving up some chili I don't know what he's doing right now but he's doing something I think he's making a Starbucks run I don't know what he's doing <laughs> See, He's fishing out of Jimmy Olsen. Oh, the hate mail's coming for that one. <laughs> it's good. It's good. He's, he's trying to find a shoehorn. He's you know? like, man, these socks aren't going on. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking extra long today, so you know he's concentrating. He took, I think he took a book with him. Oh, there he is. Oh, hey, Johnny. Nice. Nice. Can you hear it the whole time, oh, Johnny? No, not at all. What were you talking about? <laughs> Gee, I, oh. We weren't talking about you, Johnny. Uh, of course not. I, I, yeah. What I loved is when I called Tex Avery, Artie suddenly like kicked in a second. Oh, it's time for the intermission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he had to lick his pinky for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how Johnny goes away and immediately the mood is lifted on the podcast. Exactly. You guys like suddenly like get a second wave. All right. Let's start. We can start. For those of you just joining us, this is the part where you could stop fast forwarding. <laughs> press pause or press play again. That was awesome. Oh man. You guys, uh, and, uh, I don't you guys want to take some phone calls? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but I think Johnny's still in the vacuum cleaner right now. Oh yeah. way? All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's better. No, What's happening, Johnny? No, everything's fine. Now. Oh man, it's all good. I had to open a can. It was pretty bad in there. <laughs> I had to like buy some aerosol or whatever. I had to, go, I had to run down to Dwayne Re- Reedy, <laughs> to Dwayne Reed or whatever. What's the name of those? What are those? What are those uh, pharmacies in uh, New York, Franco? Uh, Dwayne Dwayne Wayne's. Jimmy calls them Dwayne Wayne's. Is it? They're not Dwayne Wayne. What is it? Dwayne Reed, right? <laughs> Dwayne Reed's, yeah. Dwayne Reed. Okay. It's good stuff. You, you never know who's gonna be shopping with you when it's you go here. 
That's <laughs> kind of how it is. They don't move out of the way when you don't want to look at the toys. Yeah, they don't care. Nobody cares, New York. I like New York, though. I'm going to go back there in October. <laughs> we care. We're just in a hurry. we got stuff to do. Exactly. That's true. They've seen it all. See. Nothing phases them. It's like, yeah, whatever. Just Yeah, that's very true. Keep moving. Yeah. That's what they're like. Nobody like stops. It. Like, oh, yeah, we saw that before. Exactly. All right, we got calls. <laughs> we do. All right, here's the first one. Uh, it might be Haas. I'm not sure. All right. Oh, yeah, Haas. Hello. 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 You're on the air. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. You're for chips. Yes, sir. Up, man? Hey, man. Uh, I know you guys are going to get Baron back and, uh, and watch VCon and got busy schedules. I just want to say, out of my heart, I miss you guys dearly. Oh, yeah. And I'm ready for a new episode. Take your time. Don't rush. Take it slow. I'm a fan. <laughs> I have no idea what he said. All right. What did he say? He likes us. He misses us. So from bottom, when he used the word bottom of the heart, it's, you can only say love after that. I see. So, yeah, I miss Haas, too. All right. He's kind of like became one of our crew. You know, he's part of the family now. I think. I feel it. It's true. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to, we need to hang out with him. Go eat we got okay. uh, another call here. Let's see. Grand Haven, Michigan. Well, that's what this says, but I don't know if it's from Grand Haven, Michigan. Right. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. 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 You're on the air. Hello. Hi, this is Dan O'Sdc calling from Grand Haven, Michigan. Hey, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that the Tiny Titans ended. Uh, yeah. uh, last podcast, 34, and uh, I know you guys are moving on. Uh, the characters are moving on and family adventures, but I do feel that the format and the type of book that you guys are putting out was important for the future of comic books. I just don't think that there are enough books at that level that I can suggest to young readers um, that are appropriate and uh, are in the spirit of comics. Don't write down to the audience. They actually have to pretend like we are intelligent. Uh, so I'm going to miss that book. Uh, look forward to the how to do it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm sorry yeah. you're sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like like we said before, the you got the same guys who work on Tiny Titans working on Superman. So yeah. we're going to have the same flavor. There's more action adventure to Superman, but I, I just, I'm working on the first five pages for Free Comic Day right now. And they're funny. There's only five pages so far. And, and and they're still good. It still has that that humor and the rhythm and the spirit. So I don't think um, nothing's leaving. So yeah. if you like Tiny Titans, you could easily pick up Superman and read that too. Because um, Tiny Titans has a lot more shorter stories but um, and gags. But Superman does have the gags too. And, but uh, you're going to like it. If you saw my Gorilla Gorilla stuff I did for Disney, uh, it's exactly like that. So there's no change, and 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 we got the the gig from Tiny Titans because DC read Patrick the Wolf Boy and Gorilla Gorilla, and they said, "All right, those are good stories, so it's going to be good." Yeah, you know, it's got the uh, Art and Franco style. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. No, nah, nah. I don't. I I know you'll still be sad about Tiny Titans, but you won't be that sad. I think. 
Uh, Superboy and Supergirl are still going. You're going to see Super Pets, so it's going to be fun. I got to tell you, some of my favorite Tiny Titan stories were like when Beppo was in the fortress. Yeah. Talking, talking, to the, talking to Zod, talking to Zod and uh, Jor El and those guys. So yeah, they're all in it. You're gonna see them all. I like it. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. True. True story. All right. Another call. Uh, I'm not sure, but it could be Hawks. <laughs> oh. Hello. 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 I was ready to ask, I miss you. Where's he miss? I don't understand. He misses you. Like my, you know, I'm like Samson. And I, I give him shin splits? Ah, But he gets shin splints. Like bend your I knees. So. Bend your knees yeah. when you pick me up. This yeah. is kind of like the guy, like when when you really miss your cousin, and then you find out he's coming to town, and he just won an award or won a prize or won a World Series or something, and you miss him so much that now when you see him, you want to miss him because you hug him because you miss him, but also congratulate him because he won a World Series. That's kind oh. of like the vibe I get off of Haas. Happens to I, don't think, yeah, I don't think you're going to miss him that much because uh, I think he's the next caller, too. Hold on. Oh, man. Is he? I miss him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Haas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question to ask. I don't know. The monkey do. I'm finally Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, Haas. Human. I just wanted to know. How come I was the All Yeah podcast, monkey guy? Okay, I'm happy. Can you ask me that? I, why, I, why am I so happy when I listen to this show? I don't understand this human. What did he say? <laughs> I don't think over Earth. Oh, uh, yeah. Get the gag out of your mouth. <laughs> he said. He yeah, said, what did he say? He said, why, why, answer this question if you can, monkey boy. Yes. He said, uh, he wants to know why he's so happy when he listens to the IF podcast. Clearly, it is a mental deficiency that happens in all humans who listen to this nonsense. Might I suggest a lobotomy from Dr. Kalen? <laughs> Stop calling us! <laughs> You're burning up your own phone bill! <laughs> I like Pahas. is awesome. Right. Thank you. Um, he lived in Chicago. I'd invite, invite him over for barbecues and stuff. Pahas <laughs> is a good man. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, I'm not sure, but the next call could be him, too. Oh, no. Really? Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> Honestly, like, we gotta, we gotta, like, stretch out our ass calls. He's a good man. 
but my no, God. No, no, more, no more calls from Hobbs. That's just because. That's five calls from me anytime. From us. I think that says something. I'm saying, I said that. Go on. Go on. Right. Next, next caller might be Hobbs. We don't know. Hold on. Glenn, he told me you have been a very good artist and that this year you would like an action figure. Well, my first stop is your house in the country. So don't forget to leave me a couple strips of bacon. And be sure to go to bed early so I can bring you a surprise. But no peeking. All right, buddy. Santa has to go pack up the sleigh with presents and kick out some gems. Happy Kwanzaa! By the way, if you would like me to call someone you know, go to send a call from Santa.com <laughs> and let me know what you'd like me to say. This message was brought to you by Gmail and someone you know who thought you might like it. If you didn't, and you want to prevent Santa from calling again, <laughs> call the police! <laughs> All right, that was Santa Claus. Someone, someone like gave us Santa Claus message. If you do not want Santa to call again, do me a favor and mace me in the face the next time you see me. What kind of nonsense? Man, we're getting spam voicemail now. <laughs> we're getting spam, spam mail. Yeah. Hello, I'm Santa. I'm going to leave some bacon. What, are you kidding me? That's awesome. Let's kill whoever Santa, like, set Santa us up for that call. stupid thing. It was probably Haas. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what that. I know it's gonna like a call from Santa. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, Hoss Claus. All right, um, we got another call. It may be Hoss. Hold on. Oh no. It's <laughs> awesome. Hello. Hello. Hey Art. You yeah. Hey. Yeah. Franco, this is Dan. This is calling from Grand Haven, Michigan. Hey, there's something I haven't really heard you guys discuss last year. I know it's a topic that's on my mind all the time. And that is Marvel and DC's role as far as getting books out there that are appropriate for children, or even for people of all ages, but children in particular. To me, um, that just seems like that's the way that we need to really be targeting, regardless of scale, is getting those Marvel and DC characters that the kids know and love and they see in the movies, getting up in the hands of kids. I'm actually charging two ninety nine, maybe charging a dollar ninety nine or urge, doing something. Get books uh, out there in the hands of kids. I know I help out, I've done it for nine or ten years at my kids' school and uh, I even participate in the free comic book day and I give away one comic book to every child in the school, and it's very hard every year to find one that's age-appropriate. It seems like I struggle with that all the time. And I even donate books to the kids' class, and even that, I have to be very selective on what I get. There are very few those big character books that I give off to the kids. Um, you know, and that would be appropriate. Just wondering what you guys think of what maybe Marvel and DC, you know, maybe do to help that out. I'm really sad to see Tiny Titans go. Because uh, I do think that that's still a specific need in the comic book market, or uh, getting young kids into their books. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh yeah, that was good. Yes. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab previews while you guys give your answer. I'll, 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 it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it, it's in the uh, it's in the it's in the uh, study, if you will, where where okay. we where we study Tex Avery. It'll only take a second. <laughs> you guys go right ahead. 
You gotta go drop another. No, because I'm gonna. I, I, I'm gonna. I need previews to back up my my comments on on this subject. Because oh, frankly, oh, I'm. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Angry Yoko Chips is coming out. Hold oh on. man, I'll be right there. You guys, you, guys, you guys, go ahead and start. I'll be there. Hold on. All right. All right. I think it was. Um, the question was, how can there be more? Right. Um, pretty much, yeah. What you know? What can what can they do to have more? Or or instead of you know charging money the two ninety. You know, uh, uh, the price point is 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 hard to to argue against because they they need to make money on these things and and yeah. You know, bottom line is they they are a business. And if they're not making money, then they're out of business. Yeah, and printing so, costs – it's a lot more money to print these days than it was in the 40s and 50s. So – and, yeah, it's, it's, it's it. Plus, if, if the books were – I don't know. I don't make a statement. But I'm just trying to figure it out. If the books were cheap, like a dollar, then they still have to pay the artist, writers, and the people working, people selling. So uh, – I don't know, but if to have more books, more more to have more all ages kid appropriate books would mean you'd have to have more people doing them. But as far as I know, they're not as big money makers as like Spider Man or Batman or the mainstream superhero titles. And if there could be more books, I'd I'd want to do them all. So I can only do one. We can only do one. Two books a month that we're doing. So I think DC's doing a good job at trying to get all age books out there. I agree. I think they're doing an excellent job between us having our own vision for the characters like Tiny Titans and Superman Family and the books that go with the cartoons like Green Lantern and Young Justice. I think that DC's doing a hell of a job trying to get books into young kids' hands where Marvel, I don't know so much about, but I see they're making the Spider-Man adventures, and even they published Chris G. Russo's mini-Marvels, and they're available on trade. Yep. So, there I are, There are three I to four. See, I don't see comic books not trying. And Boom Studios has a hell of a kid's line, and Gorilla Comics. Yep. With Strawberry Shortcake. Yep. So. How about Archie? How Archie. About, uh, how about Ape so, Entertainment? And like you said, Boom. So, Go on. There's lots of books for kids. Yes. There is. You could are 100% right, Artie, and that's why I'm angry. You're not looking hard enough, sir. That's that simple. I'm sorry, and that's why I grabbed previews. Marvel does four books. DC does four books. You got Ape Entertainment. They've got the Harvey characters, Casper, Richie Rich. They got Kung Fu Panda. I remember seeing a Word Word Girl book coming out there. Yep. And, um... You got all the Archie books. books. You got There's stars. You got Mega Man and Sonic. You got you're right. You got cars. Oh, Simpson. There's yep. a lot of stuff. And the Simpson comic books. So I am sick of hearing people complain that there aren't enough books for kids because that's not true. You're yeah. not. You are not looking. And if your store, in fairness, isn't carrying them, yeah, then you need to grab a uh, previous catalog. You need to buy and, them. Honestly. And, and, and yeah, go through, exactly. And have your store order them. Because it's and not- have your kid and have your kid pick it out. Because right. what I that, do with my kids, I bring them and show them where the books are. Or when they come, can I buy this one? I was like, yeah. And you can't force your kid to read. Here, this is Archie. Read it. Right. If they don't want to. So 
we were just in the store and my, my daughter grabbed strawberry shortcake and I was so happy because I forgot that that came out. It's already on issue three, I think. So she said, can I get this? And I went, yes. And then she was so happy she walked with that under her arm. And then my son, he's a, he picked the Godzilla and the Jurassic Park. <laughs> so I see he likes monsters. So for my son, for me to say, here, Spider-Man's a good book. If he's not interested in it in any way, he's not going to read it. But by him picking up Godzilla, I I didn't I buy a Jurassic Park now and then, but I know there's a swear words in there sometimes or, or half naked people or zombies. But it's a being a parent, you have to you, you know you have to I understand. you have to make that judgment. At least I'm not on the internet right taking a picture of my kid reading a a swear word with a naked man on there or whatever, saying look at what my kid's reading. You know, I'm yeah, I think I think I think you have to be a parent. I mean, even in the yeah. case of Tiny Titans, I hear so many times that parents say, "Well, it's so nice to know that I could just give give this kid, you know, my, this book and not have to yeah. worry about what's in it." And I'm thinking you should really always be worried what's in it. Well, you know, like, yeah. read, it, read it with them, yeah, because yeah, because you're a parent and and you need to know what what's in there and and you know you should. You should foster that love with your kids. And, it's like and, watching yep. a movie. You're not going to put Boardwalk Empire on when the kids are still awake. Right. right. Just not. If and, you're, and even though it's on TV, even even CSI, you're not going to watch even that's on NBC or whatever. You're not going to put that on because the first thing there's always blood and I mean it depends how sensitive your kids are too. But you as a parent know. But as far as finding a book for them, there's plenty, and yeah. I know that. Arguing price point, there's no way that I can't think of that could make comics cheaper. Well, and also, like you said too, yeah, but like you said too, they collect these books into trades, and that's better for the kid anyway. And what I would say is do do a couple things. If your store isn't carrying enough kids' comics, fine, go get previews. Go through previews and look around and, 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 you know, circle publishers and specific titles and then go online with your kid and say, Hey, take a look at this because I guarantee you, you're going to see a few pages at least. And would you be interested in these things? And then also in the meantime, buy a couple trades from them of them or, you know, of like things like Superman adventures or Batman adventures or tiny Titans or whatever. And the same goes with you got superhero squad at Marvel. You got all ages. Mm-hmm. Avengers, Spider-Man, and I forget who, I think Iron Man might be the other one right now, but there are at least three, if not four, Marvel all-age books. There's four DC books, including Scooby-Doo, and Brave and Bold, yep. and, and, and Super Friends, and stuff like that, the stuff that Charlie Fish, uh, does, yep. and, yep. you know, exactly. Fish. You know, and, and it's like, so honestly, I get a little frustrated when I hear someone say, oh, there's no kids books, and I don't know where to find them. You're not looking hard enough. We do yeah. three, we do Two and, or three a month sometimes. Yeah, and, and honestly, in fairness, I understand that mostly there aren't kids' books out there. But you've got to be proactive. you got to get off your ass and look for them. Yeah, they're so out there. They're, they are they're. totally out there. And like I said, if your store's not stocking them, buy previews and order them. And you order them for your kids. And then go to the regular bookstore and go in the children's section and in the comic section. And I guarantee you'll find comics there, too. So, yeah. really, man, you're just not trying hard enough. I'm working on... Uh, 24 books of Super Pets. I'm working on Titans 50. I'm working on Superman. 
So I alone, right here, I'm working on three series series <laughs> of right, and that's books. and that's and Green, Green Lantern, yeah, and Green Wonder Lantern Green also, Lantern. and we just right. finished Young Justice stuff. So, and that's just one company's books plus our own self-titled stuff that we've done in the past. So. Yeah, come, go to go to Blind Wolf Studios, go to Electric Milk, and and buy buy the old stuff of uh, Artie's and Franco's that way. There's a ton of kids' books out there, a yeah. ton, and, and that's not an exaggeration. Who, and then you got companies making comics that aren't traditional Marvel DC. You got I think Scholastic makes kids' books and Capstone. Well, Capstone like you said Word, makes, Word Girl makes and Word, Word Girl's a real yeah. comic book thing. You get Dora yeah. comics. You got again. You also have those young ages books like Super Pets. That are also Marvel characters and DC characters beyond yep. the super pets. So there's a ton, there's a ton of stuff out there, man. Just, just look. And it's, and wow. it's all, you know, well, honestly, it's like, because. <laughs> Way to go, caller, incurring the wrath of angry Yoko it's chips. It's totally true, and I admit it, and, you know, whatever. But honestly, it's like, I don't buy that. I really don't buy that argument. And again, maybe I'm, we're spoiled because we're in Chicago and we're at cons all the time, so we see all the kids' books. And There's like a lot I said, of comic shops here too. Well, exactly. And I was going to say, maybe, maybe in that part of Michigan there aren't, and that store only caters to a teen and older audience. Again, you've got to tell the store, I will, buy, you know, if you order these books, I will buy them, and the and the store will order them for you. I, th- I think Online. honestly, it comes down to how vocal you are. As to what your comic store will carry or not, yeah, and you know they're not special if, order. Though. They'll special yeah, order. Diamond. They will. They absolutely will. I, I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, before we we did Tiny Titans, we would get people who who would say, "Oh, we can't find your books," and I'm yeah. like, "Well, why why not? I I have them. I know I have them because they're sitting in my garage. <laughs> and if you if you order them from from the comic book store." They, I will get an order at my house saying, please fill this many of this yeah, book, and I will send them. So if you're not getting them, you know, and, and I would always have tons of people saying, well, um, you know, my, my comic store says, you know, that they're sold out. And, and I would say to them that they're lying. They're still available. They're lying because I still have them, and they're, they're still they available. They always say my comic shop said we can't get them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then they're not trying. They're, right. not, you know, they're available. Just do a word. Just do a search on the Internet. Yeah, artist and title, you'll you'll find a bunch of stuff. Are right, we beating Trust that me. up? We've beaten them up enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, but yeah, honestly, I'm like, it's oh. all his fault. He did that whole. He incurred the wrath of Yoko Chips. We need right. a Haas call right now. I think. Yeah. To- hey, yeah, that's more calls from Haas. <laughs> there is one more call from Haas. Is there really? <laughs> is there really? Next caller, you're on. You're on the air. Next caller. Next oh, caller. Hello. Oh man. Hello. Story. Hello. Oh yeah, oh yeah, podcast. <laughs> uh, man. What? Hilarious. I loved it. Good man. Stop it. Stop talking. All right, guys. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> he knew I was going to say that. All right, that's it. I know I'm. All right, I know it's the 20th call I've made in the last five days. It's got to be in the other room. Poor Haas, man. We got to adopt him. <laughs> we got to adopt like him just so. Oh man. <laughs> All right, oh, all right. Podcast. Next caller, next caller. Here we go. I, I'm pretty sure this is hot. Hold on. Is it really? Oh, I'll call you. Hello. You're on the air call. Hello. Can I find any kids' books? Hello. Hey, Johnny, can you hear me? I can't. Big fan of podcasts, big fan of your guys' books. I was calling to ask about DVDs. If you and the kids got a chance to watch them with the wrestling. 
And uh, looking forward to Superman Family and Green Lantern Animated Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Who is this guy? Um, this is wrestling DVDs, right? Yes. Uh, I have not received it yet because I have not gotten to my post office box. Yeah. But I will do by the end of the week, and I will get them, and I will watch them. Thank you so much for for sending them. Yeah, I haven't checked my mailbox, but I'm. It seems like I go there once a month, but but I'm sure if you sent them, they are there, and I will enjoy them because I. uh, I watch lots of things while I work at night, and a lot of it is wrestling. Did you guys watch uh, Sunday? Uh, what was it? The uh, Royal Rumble? Yes. Yes, I did. Was it good? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. We had we had a good time. We invited some people over, and we watched some uh, some wrestling and some rumbling. And uh, um, I'm going to give away spoiler. I'm going to give it away. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Sheamus, Sheamus, the Great White One, Great Sheamus, yeah. Oh wow! He won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, he Royal did. Rumble. Royal Rumble. Oh, wow, wow. He, beat, right. he, beat, he beat the Jericho. Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah. So wow. Spoiler. Interesting. That's all right. They're, they'll review it on Monday Night Raw. Or... Oh man! I didn't uh, see yeah. that coming. Oh man! <laughs> Every announcer. Uh, I don't get that many pay-per-views, but I buy all the. I like once in a while I get the UFC ones. I like those. You get them all eventually from me. <laughs> yeah, I watched, yeah. And um, I know Brother Bear's coming. He's coming tonight. Yeah, I was going to ask. I wasn't sure if he uh, was was going through your uh, door or not yet, but I guess not. Yeah, if he... Uh, He'll be there in about 40 minutes. Is yeah, about 11 o'clock or so, yeah. Okay, he, all right. He, just, he comes he early just, and we're still talking. Oh, here it is. Yeah. It's 45 minutes away, he just said. There you go. See? Oh, there you go. Yeah. See. All right, well, that'll well, be cool. I know that he's he's happy to be here for his first pay per view will be the WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad he's going to be minutes ago, so he's 42 minutes away. Awesome. Yeah, you know, you know who we should get on the podcast if we want to talk some wrestling. Patrick, we need to get. We need to get. Uh, no, I, Patrick too. I, I wasn't thinking about Patrick. I was thinking about Jill Thompson. That's true. Yeah. She she's huge wrestling fan. Yeah, Raven didn't Raven used to wear a Jill Thompson Sandman shirt into the ring. She uh, yeah, and she designs all of uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, um, uh, outfits there. Pretty yeah. sure she does. And I know she last summer when pretty. when CM Punk had the belt, she got to see the belt and everything in person. Oh, uh, see, I was so upset with her yeah. because of that because in, in San Diego, CM Punk went to go see her uh, with the belt. He had the yes. championship belt. Yes. Yep. And uh he I wanted to yeah. meet he wanted to meet uh Neil Adams and Neil Adams was two two uh spots down from us. Um yeah, we were set up yeah, in San yeah, Diego. Yeah, of course. And and she brought him over and then uh she, later that night, I think it was I think it was at the Isers, wasn't it? Um she was showing me pictures of her with the belt and I'm like, Oh, where'd you get that? Yeah. And she said, Oh, CM Punk came by and, and uh he wanted to meet Neil Adams and I brought him over and I'm like, <gasps> I was Literally two yeah. two spots down. You breathe in the same she, air. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. She, she said, "I didn't know that's where you were set up. I would have so brought him down." And and uh, uh, I love Jim Punk. He's like my yeah. She rapper. didn't know. She didn't know we were big wrestling fans. And I saw her in San Diego too. We were. It was already late, so we were all going back to our rooms. And I passed her on the street, and we started talking. She said, "I didn't know you're a wrestling fan." And I said, "Yeah, because we, we met um." So I wanted to meet. That's the next day she introduced us to um, Chris Daniels and Kazarian. Yep. 
Remember Hilarious. we took the the, the yep. fortune picture, but Hilarious. she said that Hulk Hogan was in town at the the Hard Rock, and she didn't know that I was a big fan, and I'm trying to meet that guy real bad. Yeah, you and are. I would have went because that night we were just following, going with the flow, and hanging out. I'm like, damn, I would have skipped dinner. <laughs> I would have went and found Hulk, but I didn't know, and she didn't know that I was a big fan. That's funny. We're real close, sir. We're circling mm. the perimeter of Hulk. I'm, no, it's, I, I'm convinced it's going to happen because I have a feeling he'll probably be at Comic Con again. Yeah, I want to invite him over for steak. You know, and I know you got to you got to you got to make him the big uh, proposition. Yeah, <laughs> I got to go through with more someone more powerful than Vincent. Yeah. True, it's true. Yeah, Vincent. Yeah, but I could take that guy down anytime I want. She she's another one need to get on. <laughs> And talk to her about stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, yeah, gotta get Brian Azzarello on here too. Yeah, that'll be the, yeah, that'll be the day that he'll come on our podcast and be like, I, he can bar- he, he'll barely talk to me on Word Balloon for God's sake. Oh, he'll come on. Oh yes, uh, that's that's up to you, boys. I I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll 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 lend my voice to the cause. I just I know Brian. That's all. <laughs> I just he, know um, Brian. He told me uh, he doesn't like to talk at all. He doesn't like to talk to Jill, <laughs> and he yeah. loves Jill. I was doing a bunch of caricatures in front of them, and just I end up drawing um like whenever they have parties, someone breaks out the markers, and I start drawing other caricatures. I drew a Brian Azzarello, and I drew him swearing. It's and, true. And then I drew him swearing and naked, <laughs> and then I drew him swearing naked with uh, exclamation points as the cartoon swearing. Yep. And he goes, so in the same picture you drew me naked swearing. Saying the real words, and then naked swearing with the with the made up stuff. I went, yeah, and I said, well, this is the all age naked Brian Russell. <laughs> sure, you gotta and clean it up. His response to that was, "You are so freaking talented," but he didn't say freaking. <laughs> He's a funny <laughs> so, man. Yeah, I thought that was cool, and he started oh, Brian's laughing. Man. Yeah, he he knows. It's it. You know, you gotta you gotta like poke him like five or six times, and eventually you get through the hard hard shell. And you get to nice yeah, happy. Like, you get to nice happy Brian, and he's there. He's a good man. He's cloaked. We like him. Nice. Like, good. Like, uh, we like him, but he just bar- you know he never wants to talk. God, I had him, Dave Johnson, and Eduardo Riso all together talking about their uh, Batman Flashpoint story. That was so good. Oh, cool. Yes, but, I like I like that story. Oh it man, was it was good. it was fantastic. It was incredible. I think I would have liked to see. Uh, Batman stay as as uh, Tom, Tom Swain. You know, it's cool. honestly the two best Batman stories of 2011 did not have Bruce Wayne in them. Wow! It was what? exactly it was it was Brian's Thomas Wayne story, and I also think obviously Scott Snyder's Dick Grayson is Batman story, the Black Mirror with yeah. uh, with Jim Gordon Jr. and That's and cool. and Bruce wasn't in either one of those, and they were two amazing Batman stories. Imagine no, they, if they, they did have Bruce in him. Exactly. That Gordon Jr. one was that was in the Batman Robin pages, right? No. Oh, it wasn't. No, it was in Detective. Oh, okay. The front feature was Jock, and the back feature was uh, Francesco Francavilla, and then uh, halfway through it, Francesco did the lead for a couple chapters, and then at the end, it was Jock and Francesco that wrapped it up. But it was, you know, like Dick was inv- investigating. I think at that point Bruce was back and was doing Batman Incorporated in Europe, and he left Dick in charge of Got- Gotham, and it's like, no, you stay Batman. 
And that's when he was investigating the one uh, story, and it morphed into the James Gordon Jr. story. That's cool. Oh, it was amazing. Great story. So, no, it was good stuff. I liked it. I like it. And I have to say, have you been reading uh, the Scott Snyder Batman with Greg uh, Capullo? Uh, first I only read the first yeah, issue or so. I'm way behind, Johnny. I gotta Every time you talk to me, I'm way behind. Well, I got to tell you, issue five that came out a week or two ago was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then Scott is so obviously like the best Batman writer in, you know, a long time. Long, long time. Since Paul yeah, Dini was good doing stuff. good stuff in Detective. Wow. Yeah, really, really good. And, and frankly, dare I say it, better than Paul Dini. And Paul Dini's oh, awesome. Oh. And Paul Dini's awesome. So hey, you could be better. It's There's true. a guy who's out there that's better than you. Yeah, it's just, it's you know, I mean, it's... It feels fresh. I mean, God, how many how many yeah. people have written Batman over the years? And yep. yeah, honestly, in their hands, it feels fresh again. That's cool. So fresh. I'm exciting. Exactly. Kind of the way that I felt when um, Rucka was doing it with um, on Detective with oh God, what's his name? I always forget his name. Real cartoony artist. Um, I can't remember. Darwin Cook. No, it wasn't Darwin Cook, but it was kind of like that. Was it? Uh, was it your somewhere mom? between? Somewhere it was my mama. Yes, it was. <laughs> my man, mama. I have to press undo right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was my mama. Uh, ah, thank you, Frank. Good artist. No, the uh, it's somewhere in between Darwin Cook and Mike Oming in terms of his style. Ah, yeah. It was real cartoony, but it had that crime element the way that uh, Darwin puts it in, and I can never remember that guy's name. Anyway. Oh, that's too bad. Bermijo? Was it Bermijo? I like Bermijo. I like Lee Bermejo. No, it wasn't Lee Bermejo. He's, he's more realistic. He's definitely <laughs> Shout out to the guy we don't know. Hey. hey. Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to have to look him up when Greg was doing... Uh... You going to take another Tex Avery? No, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't need to get up and... I don't need to go into the study for that. Because <laughs> sometimes you got to look things up. You know. Nice. Hello. 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 We're still good. Uh, we're st- and we're doing we're still on the air. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're, we're nobody's listening anyway. Yeah, exactly. They they hung up a while ago. Yeah, man. Um, Angry Yoko chips pissed off the last guy that was listening. We got any, we got any more calls? Shut up! There aren't kids comics. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> really? Yeah. I like I like him better when he was Tex Avery. Oh. Um, <laughs> No, we got no more calls. We got another seven Haas calls, but I figured... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I I miss you. (laughs) And, uh... Jeez. All right. Good man, Haas. Stop. Just got a text from Brother Bear. He's 45 minutes away. Uh, Are we in a text? It was a personal one. It's not on on Twitter. Oh, I see. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Indeed. (laughs) Call us if you see us and find us. Are we good now? We're good, good, right? I think we're, we're good. good. Yeah, I think that's a good, good show, right, Johnny? Oh, it's yes. the best. The best so far. Yes, I like yes. it. You got a lot of emotion from us in the show. It's true. Yeah, really, man. We were sad about nine eleven, and we, we apologize to our we apologize to our listener. Angry about kids comics. We apologize yeah. to our listener about making fun of death, and then we made fun of death again. We made fun of death a little more. Mm-hmm. We did mention a nice airline from that girl from V, though. And yeah, she's she's flying, and uh, Helen Slater is still flying, even though she made a bad Supergirl movie. What have we learned from today's podcast? I learned that Johnny should not listen to the parts he missed when he texts Avery's. That's what I learned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Something about me needing a can of something. That's all I know. He, he needed more than just spray paint in there. I don't know if I like it. Um, I learned that we should watch the, the Rockford Files and get our own airline. That's what I learned. It's true. Yeah. Those are all the things I took away. We should take a taxi and, uh, next time. I just want to say, uh, follow me on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Franco on Twitter. Art Balthazar over there on Twitter. And John Word Balloon over on the on the right on Twitter. All true. Um, it's uh, mm-hmm. weird being in the same room with you guys this time. Yeah, yeah, especially when Johnny's not wearing his pants this time. How'd you know? Oh, oh, How did you know? The text Avery gave it away. All right, yeah. stuck in there. I want to say... Nail. <laughs> I want to say to everybody, I like pink very much, Lois, and do not forget to grab a hammer if you need one. Yeah. You should read a, read comics. There's a lot of kids' books out there. Just look for them. Exactly. Get off your ass. Start looking. <laughs> yeah. I like Pink, too. Very much. Violent Yoko chips. Why don't you come out to the house and grab some Minute Maid orange juice? We can <laughs> sing with David Bowie for a while. This yeah. is how we opened the show. Wonderful. Right. Ooh, I we think came we back. Came, yeah, we came full circle. <laughs> I just know that my, my Superman has little sideburns. I just made him. I is just made a, that decision is, right now. Is that, is that a euphemism? Yeah, Superman has sideburns too, Lois. Yeah, it is. I like Lois Lane a lot. Okay, she's Good. cute. Okay, so for the Mar- this then the, the the Superman Lois Lane that I'm drawing in here is Margot Kidder. So there might be an episode where she just goes. Bleh. <laughs> Hi, Clark. I'm glad you and your girlfriend can come to dinner and join me in Superman. Uh. Uh, your girlfriend with her yeah, unibrow. Awesome. I want to thank Haas for joining us today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot podcasters. <laughs> this is Haas. I'm calling for the 28th time today. It's been 15 minutes. I miss you. I love you. Thanks for talking to me in New York. Take it easy, John. I still got another eight calls if you want. <sighs> Are they all Haas, really? <laughs> oh. No, we don't have any more calls. So I'm, just right. okay. I'm just teasing. It's kind of fun. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like but anyway, I got to go to bed. So Yeah, man. Say it, Arthur. Like pink very much, Lois. Yes, we all do. Yes. Okay, papa. Second, like Johnny. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go text Avery again. Oh, nice. Oh, another intermission right at the end of the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs>